Shi Jiawoyinka with another Afropop close-up. Today, the Afro-Venezuelan music of Barlovento and the story of Paranda and politics. We learn how one of its most prominent singers, Betsaida Machado, confronts censorship and food shortages with songs of hope and resistance. This episode is hosted by producer Dan Rosenberg. songs of Betsaida Machado, the leading voice of Afro-Venezuelan music, addressed many of the most painful topics of daily life in her country. Hunger, poverty, shortages of basic medicine, and deadly street riots, stemming from the current economic and political crisis in Venezuela. The songs talk about its consequences on a gut level, empty store shelves, and the devastation of parents unable to feed their children. Some in Venezuela who have spoken out have faced retribution, but that hasn't deterred Betsaida Machado. Betsaida Machado grew up in the town of El Clavo, in the Barlavento region, the center of African culture in Venezuela. And it was there where Machado has transformed a style called paranda, which is rooted in Christmas aguinaldos. Traditionally, every Christmas in Venezuela, paranderos go house to house, where they're greeted by locals with food and drinks. Over the past several decades, the paranda repertoire has changed to become almost a sung newspaper. Some bring news of the day through song. Others are sung editorials. this song, La Situación, Machado describes the extreme hunger and shortages of food in Venezuela. Betsaida Machado's producer and translator for this story, Juan Suki. It's going on. We're upside down. Couldn't find a grain of rice. There's no meat to be found. I went to the market early in the morning and got there to find a whole bunch of nothing. I went to the market feeling really happy. Here's my empty basket. Now I'm feeling crappy. Milk, oil, dough, and diapers apparently left town. The shine of their absence, this is all I found. Have you seen some pasta with its sauce and meat? Oh my little lord, my lord, what am I supposed to eat? Half minimum wages used to get us pork. Now it's not enough to buy bread by the loaf. I sell arepa dough at super high prices. Think it is too much? Good luck trying to find it. Betsaida Machado. Fuera de Venezuela, que simple y llanamente eh, estamos caóticos, estamos mal en, en el país. 
Anywhere you, you put your eyes or your head in Venezuela right now, you're going to find a lot of things are wrong. It is unbelievable that being the kind of country that we are, where we have uh, sugar and we have cocoa and we have potato and we have greens, uh, that it's impossible to be self-sustainable. Because what's going on in Venezuela right now, it's true constant chaos. The shortages also include the most basic medicine. Venezuela tiene descorazonado a todo el mundo porque si a nivel de enfermedad se trata... Venezuela is breaking a lot of hearts right now. Tan difícil que aspirina... It is so tough that even the simplest things like aspirin, which is a medicine that could be basic for people suffering from tension, that's the kind of thing that you won't find. This is just the surface. If you go deep into it, you'll discover very strong cases for people that need dialysis, cancer treatment. Because of the shortages, there are often long lines for the limited food and medicine that remains in Venezuela. Across the country, people wake up before the crack of dawn to get a good spot in line. And this process is also described in the song La Situación. La Situación habla más, no más, de que quien madruga La situación speaks about the early risers who, despite insecurity, wake up really early in the morning because there's this list that if you go to some specific places, they make a line and give you a number, and, if, and some days are your days depending on the last number of your ID card. So you get this sudden leads that there will be some product in some place, and sometimes you spend the day in a line and then you don't really find anything because there's nothing to be found. Bendice a mi pueblo en tu corazón. Bendice a mi pueblo en tu corazón. Oh Santa Rosa, oh Santa Rosa. For those who haven't followed Venezuelan history and politics in recent decades, Hugo Chavez came to power in 1999, promising a socialist revolution modeled after Cuba. He survived a coup attempt in 2002 tried to change the constitution and institute price controls on food, fuel, and other necessities. He was also fiercely anti-American and famously called President George W. Bush the devil, el diablo, on the floor of the United Nations. Ayer estuvo el diablo aquí. And the devil came here yesterday. En este mismo lugar, huele a sufre todavía. And it smells of sulfur still today. A decade ago, when oil prices plummeted during the Great Global Recession, Venezuela's revenues dried up and the economy went into a tailspin. Following the death of Hugo Chavez in 2013, he was succeeded by Nicolas Maduro, who largely kept the same economic and political policies in place. For years, as oil prices have remained low, Venezuela has seen shortages of food and even the most basic medicine. In many cases, it is the price controls that have exacerbated many of the food shortages. Again, Betsaida Machado's producer, Juan Suki. Almost nothing is being produced in the country for very complex reasons. 
some prices are regulated, for example. So some producers have decided to stop producing because the prices that the government sets are unreal with the country's reality. So then you have a parallel market of imported goods that you can get but can't afford to get. Hunger is now so widespread in Venezuela that three quarters of the population has lost, on average, 19 pounds of weight. In the last years, you, you do see uh, the difference in, in people's weight. There is a national saying that even the president has addressed as the Maduro diet. It is a, a very complex and very sad subject. It has become really common to see everywhere in the streets people looking for food in the garbage. Some groups are getting organized to cook soups in big pans and go out to the street to give it away to those who don't have anything to eat. And it is a subject that the government also refers to in very nervous, strange ways. The president has made fun of how effective the Maduro diet is at some point. The song is called Sentimiento, and it has become another protest anthem. Betsaida Machado. Sentimiento. Venezuela ha cambiado muchísimo a nivel de, de inseguridad. Then, Sentimiento is a song that speaks about what's going on in Venezuela right now. There's a lot of kidnapping, there's uh, so many shortages of food, and violence has become a, such an important theme. So Sentimiento describes this. Sentimiento y que se relacione con estas manifestaciones que arrancaron en Venezuela ahora el 19 de abril de 2017. Sentimiento is becoming some, somewhat a famous song because people are relating the song directly to the protests that are happening in the streets now in 2017. Ya de hecho nos están catalogando que nosotros estamos como que conspirando en contra del gobierno por... We're starting to be cataloged as protesters or, or being uh, against. It's not a coincidence that the last protests ended up in the death of over a hundred young kids. None of them, I think it's over 30, or most of them are under 30. And this is not only in Caracas, this is going on in the whole country. This song was written by Jose Cardoso Castillo and it, it actually comes from a personal experience of his where a close friend was killed right in front of him and then people started relating it to the protests. Everybody finds a connection with this song, now more with this really, really long list of, of deaths after the protests. And these lists aren't complete, you know, these are, these are partial lists. There are so many deaths in Venezuela that are never reported or, or written down. Betsaida Machado grew up in the town of El Clavo. It's in a region called Barlavento in northern Venezuela, the center of the country's African culture. Thick New Orleans, Matanzas, Cuba, or Salvador de Bahia, Brazil. To reach Barlavento, it is just a short one to two hour bus ride from Caracas, often along narrow, single lane roads. Of course, being Barlavento, those bus rides are often lively affairs, filled with young people singing and drumming. No la pele, papa, que la casa no hay salado. 
casa no hay salado. Le gritaba la mombel y su hijo emocionado. No la vayas a pelar, por lo mucho que tú quieras. Que en la casa no hay salado y está vacía la nevera. Por lo mucho que tú quieras, no la vayas a pelar. Que en la casa no hay salado y está vacía la nevera. In the rural area, it is also a place where some can confront the extreme hunger through fishing and hunting if they can afford the tools of the trade. This song is called Nola Pelas Papa, and it was written by Oscar Ruiz, one of the group's singers and percussionists. Betsaida Machado. Nola Pelas es un señor del pueblo. Nola Pelas tells the story of a dad and a son. There's this guy in town who is a hunter, and, and the song tells the story of him going out for hunting with his kid, and they only have one bullet in their rifle. And Nola Peles is the kid basically saying to his dad, please dad, don't miss it, because if the dad misses the bullet, there's nothing to eat at home. The song confronts the hunger and poverty seen in rural areas like Barlavento, where a family cannot even afford the bullets to hunt for dinner. giant drum called the Mina on a street in Curiepe, part of the Barlavento region where Betsaida Machado grew up. It is a key part of a summer festival in June honoring San Juan Bautista, St. John the Baptist, that coincides with the summer solstice. For many years, Betsaida Machado was also part of the Afro-Venezuelan folkloric ensemble, Vasayos de Venezuela. Its founder is Jesus Rondon. Mina drum the player only uses sticks. The Mina drum has its roots in Benin, West Africa, and the tradition was brought to Venezuela during the time of slavery. The drum is nearly six feet long and made from a hollowed tree trunk. It is played on a stand so the drum is at a 45-degree angle. One person is playing the leather head, and two are hitting the sides with wooden sticks. Behind the musicians is a giant statue of the Mina drum, more than 30 feet high. The drum statue was a poignant reminder of the current debate in the United States on how to remember the history of slavery in the 1800s and earlier. I asked Betsaida Machado about how this subject is treated in Venezuela. The dances from our area are less wild than some other coast dances. When you see the dances, you'll see that the movement of the feet is very limited. And this is because the origin of these dances was slaves with chained feet. So that didn't allow for their movements to be as wild because they were chained. This is also a piece of history that is present on what we do.
symbols on how to represent the period of slavery in Venezuela are not as controversial as the current debate over Confederate statues in the United States, Betsaida Machado's songs about protests and shortages have generated a firestorm. In Venezuela, many public figures are afraid of speaking out for fear of retribution. In Hollywood movies, there's an image of censorship where a government official sits with a red pen and crosses out lyrics or lines from a news broadcast before they are aired. In reality, what more commonly happens is self-censorship, created through an environment of fear. Juan Suki describes the history of this process in Venezuela. Well, Chavez was very aggressive to anyone who held an opinion different to his, and that became a way of being that has been present in Venezuela for a really long time. There was a very famous moment uh, where the opposition wanted to have a referendum, and they basically needed millions of signatures for the referendum to be viable. They did gather the signatures they needed, and very short after that, a government official released a document with the names of everybody who had signed asking for the referendum. And if you were in a public position, you, in a lot of cases, were taken out of your job. And it also became like a checklist to see if you could work in some places or not. So this was a pivotal point in this story that where like a, a big culture of fear started. A famous recent case involved conductor Gustavo Dudamel and founder of the youth orchestra, El Sistema. For years, Dudamel had stayed on the political sidelines. Then, after one of his students, 18-year-old Armando Canizales, was killed during a street protest, Dudamel spoke out in May, posting his opinion online. Dudamel le dijo a Nicolás Maduro, ya basta. Enough is enough. Times cannot be defined by the blood of our people. We owe our youth a hopeful world, a country where we can walk freely in descent. Dudamel no longer lives in Venezuela and is now the conductor at the Los Angeles Philharmonic. When Dudamel wanted to bring the Simon Bolivar Orchestra to perform in the United States, the Venezuelan government canceled the tour and members of the orchestra were denied passports to leave Venezuela in what was widely seen as retaliation for criticism. Betsaida Machado. Puede pasar que nosotros llegue, llegue un momento que no, por, no podamos salir de Venezuela. It might happen that the moment comes where we cannot leave Venezuela. We could be told, hey, you cannot ever leave the country again. It has happened. For some people who are trying to renovate their passports, they're getting a negative, or they have to find a way to pay on the side to get a new stamp in your passport. of 2017, Betsaida Machado and her group, Los Baranderos de El Clavo, were able to leave Venezuela to embark on a large North American tour to coincide with the release of her new CD. Opening night was planned for Miami, which turned out to be in the direct path of Hurricane Irma. 
Tonight, Florida is bracing for what could be its worst hurricane ever. While Irma's sustained winds have dropped a bit, it's still a Category 4 storm with at least 22 dead and a trail of destruction in its wake. The concert was canceled, as was the CD release party. The band quickly hopped in their van and headed north to escape the storm, a journey marked by epic traffic jams, long lines for fuel, and shortages of bottled water. Betsaida Machado. Travesía, definitivamente que, y yo digo que son cosas. It was definitely a journey. I have to say, it's the Venezuelan sense of humor and sense of irony that after leaving violent street protests and hunger behind in Venezuela, to end up facing shortages of basic essentials in the United States. Luisa Costa is Betsaida Machado's social media and road manager. We had some gas stations where they didn't have gasoline and didn't have water, so we were a little scared. Being paranderos, they decided to write about their experience escaping the hurricane. This song, which was recorded in a van on I-95, describes their canceled shows and eventual journey to safety in Atlanta. video about escaping the storm led to additional concert bookings. We did the video and the calls started happening 30 minutes after we, we published it and I was like a call center. I was receiving calls from all around the country like, oh, where are you? Can you come to Texas? Saida Machado and her group are back on the road. During their delay from the hurricane, they actually went house to house in Atlanta, performing paranda in a Venezuelan neighborhood, including a touching concert for a family that has a child with autism. Betsaida Machado also tells me that her group had to make custom, smaller-scale versions of many of the drums you hear in her shows. As airlines say, the original size violates their baggage policies. The hurricane that threatened to derail the tour, in the end, helped get the band wider exposure to share stories of hunger, political unrest, as well as hope for a better future in Venezuela. It is now the largest international tour of Afro-Venezuelan folk music ever organized, with shows planned across Europe and North America. And yes, Betsaida Machado did finally release her new CD. It is called Rural Recordings Under the Mango Tree, and much of it was featured on this podcast. This Afropop close-up was made possible by a grant from the National Endowment for the Humanities. But to keep this series going, we need your support. Visit afropop.org and make a donation. Every dollar counts. For Afropop Worldwide, I'm Dan Rosenberg. <laughs>